Yo, what is up? Welcome to the first half of the Legends of Podcast podcast. Welcome, welcome back. Happy to be here. This is for our episode with Millington. Episode four. four. Episode four. Damn. Four. Making progress. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. And we um, haven't quit yet. Yeah, not yet. I'm not I'm never gonna get this intro right ever. I'm nope. never gonna know what episode we're on. I just nope. looked quickly and saw a recording thing and thought it was another person. I was like, wait a second. Um right. but anyway, uh today we have some pretty sick music releases, a little bit of a smaller list than usual, but and also we have we have a special one uh towards the end. We have an early review of uh, an EP from one of my favorite buds, yes. and I'm very excited. For that. We'll, we'll get, get to that later, though. We're gonna start we'll with uh, we're gonna start with the singles. Um, yeah. so, four, four singles, four uh, singles. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, because like, Year of the Knife is EP. Or are we only doing the single? The knife is single. We're only doing the single. Why, okay. Yes. Year of the Knife is single. The other two, the other two songs are other singles. <laughs> okay. Word. Yeah. Let's start yeah. with Better Love. YDLM. What are our thoughts, fellas? I, at first, I didn't think I was going to like it because it is, like, very much a pop track, but I really, really loved it. Like, it's so easy to listen to. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It's definitely yeah. really easy to listen to. Nice, nice little, little pop banger. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was a great track when it first came out. Better Love is a really good band where it's like, I really liked them, but this song is very, I don't know, it just caught my attention more than the others as well. Mm-hmm. You know? I've actually never listened to Better Love before this song. Yeah, so same. My, this is my introduction to Better Love, and I will definitely, yeah. I'm definitely going to come back to it. I was kind of disappointed because I saw that they were actually on half of the Knuckle Puck tour with Heart Attack Man, but not my oh, half, right. and I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed you I couldn't heard? see him. But oh, yeah. I don't know that. I don't even know who opened uh, our date besides Heart Attack Man. I just opened our date. Um, oh, Anxious is so good. They were so... And then one step closer opened the other dates, which is like a hardcore band. Anxious is like a hardcore Oh, we got... Band. We had Anxious one step closer and Heart Attack Man, so it was very... It Jesus. was a violent had show. We had both. I it think was, was the so venue the Philly show was at would have literally collapsed if we had all of those bands. If we had one step closer, it would have fallen apart. Oh, They had to remove the barricade during the middle of Knuckle Puck. Barricade is bike racks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had no barricade, but we did have an annoying security guard that choked me. But that's a story for another time. Anyway, if we're talking about better love, the new single here, okay. not it shows. bangs. Um, great, great track. Ten out of ten. Go listen. Yeah, I agree. It's it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely different. Yeah. Definitely different than some of the stuff that's been talking about yeah. on the podcast. Besides, like maybe like young culture, they're kind of in that. Especially this list um, today. Yeah, this list is a little all over the place. This yeah. list is very all over the place. I mean, right here it goes from pop track to pop punk to hardcore to like emo. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. our 
the extent of what we cover on the podcast anyways. Then we have then we have a pop yeah. punk band going country later on the list. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But better love, great single, really good, and also yeah. very underrated. Like they're like starting to get bigger in the scene, but I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of people that are like in our groups like listening to them. So definitely I them I've never like anyone post about them or anything. Like I've never been given a reason to listen to them until this this podcast. Okay. Pop punk it. time. Pop punk time. Uh, Delta. Yeah. Ooh. Won't okay. be me. God. Is such a solid band like damn great um this track i didn't think i was gonna like it again first listen it but as soon as it kicked in towards the middle ish of the song like it's a banger like i love it yeah i uh yeah. i remember i listened to it for the first time and i was like you know this is solid pop punk but i went back to it more and more I don't mm-hmm. know, there's something about the melody in the chorus. It's super. It's just super yeah. catchy, and that's what you want from a good. John is song. such a talented vocalist. Like he's incredible. Yeah. Um. And the yeah. thing is, like, they can really go from like all kind of spectrums of pop punk because this is more on the like lighter side. But then you've got like the heavier side with like my favorite song <laughs> from them, "Breathe." Oh. Like, they can do all of it just a solid track dude like i don't i'm no words it's bangers yeah. it's bangers. Uh, this is first like i don't i might have listened to telltale before but like i kind of forget what they sound i think like. i had you listen to timeless youth yeah i don't think i ever did or like i need to listen like one song <laughs> based off what anthony said i think i need to go back and listen to some of the other stuff so. yeah, yeah just to listen to breathe that song is yes. fantastic i 1, love that song percent Okay, um, I'll do that. But like, yeah, this song like gives me Point North vibes, and I think they were gonna like open like the the grayscale Point North yes, show. the day in yeah. at the Canal Club in Richmond. Yeah, so I mean, it fits. Like, I, I, yeah, this that, this track definitely gave me Point North vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. I don't know, mm-hmm. they're pretty good. I like the track. Yeah, I go back to it. <laughs> do we pop punk bangers? We pop punk right, bangers. Next. Wait, are we moving next, into, we're hardcore moving into the banger? hardcore section? Oh, yeah. Here's the knife. Yeah. Here's the knife. Um, what's the song called? Manipulation Artist. The Delaware mm. homies, even though I don't know them, but they're still Delaware homies <laughs> from Delaware. They're from <laughs> Delaware. They're automatically homies. Yes, every every band from Delaware is automatically a homie in my. Um. Yeah. This this song <laughs> goes in. <laughs> Solid band. Yeah. I bangers. Who did they tour with that I was supposed to see them? Wait. Was it the um the? Oh, were they on the sanction tour? 
I think were they on the sanction tour? Were they on the sanction tour? I don't know if they were on the I, sanction tour, but they were on the tour with Stick to Your Guns. Yes, that was it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that was it. Wasn't Sanction on that tour too? Uh, maybe. It was the Pure Noise Possibly. tour. It was the Pure Noise. Yeah, tour. the Pure Noise tour. tour. That was the one. I wanted yeah, to go I'm to that. I'm so mad. I pissed. I I pissed. <laughs> no. <laughs> I missed that, bro. Oh my god! I remember Solo was at that show and he was telling me about how literally he just went to the bathroom and he got out. People were trying to pit, like at the, at the door of the bathroom, like as they should. God, <sighs> God. Anyways, yeah, this, this this band is solid. It took me a bit to get into them, like their first album. Like I listened to it, like it wasn't. It took me a little bit to get into that, but like these these past three songs have all been bangers. I think st- I think Six Statistic has been my favorite. Like this album is gonna go so hard, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited for it. Yeah. I need, I need God, more. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm always Jesus. I'm always in need of more hardcore stuff. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, I'm still, you know, get it, getting more into it. Like I've got like a, my my little playlist of hardcore stuff. Your <laughs> little playlist of hardcore. I have two different my little playlists, baby playlists, and I haven't listened to any. Like Ava and Jen both gave me playlists, and I haven't listened to them. I know Lily sent me a playlist a bit ago of hardcore stuff. I have to check out because I remember I was um we were driving around Providence, and it was she was just playing this one playlist that was all hardcore, and it was so funny, just going down the like the highway, and it's just nice. fucking hardcore. Nice. <laughs> what a time! All right. All right. So, Tiger's Jaw. I'm saying it with a Boston accent. I expected a warning. I expected your voice in a crowded room. All alone in the morning. All these questions were leading me back to you. No. Nope, he's out. He's gone. I'll leave, I'm kicking you. Damn. Bring Erica in. But anyway, this single is probably one of my favorite. I think this is my favorite of the single we had today. It's so good. It's so good. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I just, haven't oh ever God. listened to them before this. And, and Same. I, I'm going to say I'm very pleased. Which, didn't they you get signed to a label with this? Hopeless. They got signed to Hopeless with this. Ah, uh, yes. That's the label I'm thinking about. They don't yeah, have come like... before this. They've been around since, like, 2010. Like, before 2010, but, like, they hit, they, like, got big with their uh, their self-titled in 2010. Yeah, they, they were a bigger band in the scene. They were a bigger they band in the scene, but I never checked them out for some reason. You have to listen to their self-titled. It is, like, like, one of the biggest, like, emo albums to come out of the 2010s. Like, ah. Tiger's just self-titled, the pizza album. It's the pizza album. Everyone knows the pizza album. The pizza album. The pizza album. <laughs> I'll definitely, I have to check that out later because the single mm-hmm. was incredibly good. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I saw, I, remember, I think the only reason I got into them is because I saw them live. I saw them open for the men's singers. That was, was a good set. And I don't know, I, I started, I, like, I haven't really listened to their other albums besides self-titled a couple songs here and there from those albums but like self-titled solid as hell but like this song this song <laughs> is so good it's one of, i think it's one of the best singles we've covered on the pod like any of the podcast episodes i yeah i agree i agree this one struck me by surprise i'm gonna be listening to this mm-hmm. one for the next couple of weeks the chorus oh the chorus, hits. chorus just hits 
Uh, yeah, the chorus yeah. hits so so fucking hard. Like the, the guitar riff in the background of the chorus is great. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guitar in this track is is like very standout-ish, and also yeah. just the layered vocals are just so good. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Jesus, I keep uh, yawning. Oh my god! It do be it do be late. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sleep. Nap. Counter tarts. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we get smart parts at the 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 nothing left to love B sides. Yes. Um Okay. First off, what are your guys' favorite out of the two? Like out I of the two songs. The title. I have to look at the titles again. I'm dumb. Strings of Separation. Oh, the, the second one. Strings of Separation is mine. Mine's Pure Form of Pain. It's so good. Wow. I, th- I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with Pure Form of Pain. I really Period. like that one. Period. Yeah, yeah. No, I, okay. I see where you're coming from, though. Because like, Pure Form of Pain is like the banger. Like, it goes the hardest. Like, it hits. It's yeah. so good. I like strings my- separation because mm-hmm. it has like a chorus and like it it's catchy. Like I still have it stuck in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I like that yeah. song. Like that, like that chorus, like yeah. remember me, like that thing. Definitely. Yeah. The guitar riff in the background the co- really cool. The cover of the EP, it, it, I I enjoy the reference, but it does disturb me. What's the reference? It's an it's an image from the first episode of Twin Peaks. I believe it is. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Oh wait, I need to look at the cover. Wait. I don't, oh, I, I see. I'm looking, I'm looking on my computer. I'm looking at my computer. It's a small image. Um. Yeah. That part is cool. I uh I actually only, I've only listened to Nothing Left to Love by them. Like I've only listened to that album. Never listened to anything before it. Um, yeah, I've never really delved super hard into them. Like they've got bangers, but I've never really delved as hard as I should have into them. You know? No, yeah, me too. Like I know they've been they've been around for a while, and they're like legendary, yeah. like hardcore metalcore scene. Like, yeah, uh, I just I need to listen to more of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, same. these songs so hard. I like these songs a lot. I would say they're probably they're probably the right now in the like. This hardcore scene probably the biggest name next to Knock Loose. Oh yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say that. Yeah, and then like yeah. the the singer has the has uh, another band End. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my end god, End is, is so band, good. Yeah. End is great. End is End is basically a hardcore supergroup. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't counterparts have get? Didn't counterparts get the CD yeah. of Nothing Left to Love and Target somehow? Hell I no. swore that was a thing. I, I might be dumb. Yeah. I thought they did. Yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll take a look Counterparts. Heavy. Cool. Great band. Um, Check yeah. it out. Yes. Agreed. Now. Right champ now. States. Stop this. State champs. Do it. <laughs> um, oh, so champ funny. state champs. Oh, okay. Yes, we have this? state champs with crying out loud and criminal acoustic. The crying out loud. Tell me something. Can't depend on anyone else 
Okay, so when they said that they were releasing an acoustic, well, unplugged EP, um, I thought it was going to be boring. I'm going to be straight up. And I really didn't care. But then I listened to it, and, like, crying out loud is such a solid so good. track. It's so good. Oh, my God. This track has me actually like, crying sometimes. It's just so... Stupid uh, does it have you crying out loud? Long. Yeah, it do be. Cries at the whiny pop punk song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering, like, if these new songs are going to be strictly acoustic ones, or if these are acoustic versions of new songs they haven't recorded for the record yet. I think it's going to be just the acoustic. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't see "Crying Out Loud" being a a full band song. If it was, though, I feel like it would be really cool. Yeah, like a December again sort of thing. Maybe. Yeah. And then, of course, criminal acoustic. You know. It's what you'd expect. It's, it's criminal, but it's acoustic, and it's pretty yeah. great. Criminal, but country version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, fair. I don't think they should make. I don't. I don't. I don't think they should have made it acoustic. To be honest. I think criminal. I think criminal as like criminal is like the best song on a Living Proof, in my opinion. One hundred percent. Yeah. Living Proof. Yeah. I don't know how I feel You know what's an underrated track? You know what's an underrated track on that record is Sidelines. Dude, um, I always forget it's on the record. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's a, it's a forgettable track, quite literally, but it's a good song. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? Sorry, Anthony. It's a great track. I love that song. But uh, I don't know, man. I like, I think, I think, um, is it? Something about you or like cut through the static. Those are underrated. Those ones are cut underrated. through the static is not a good song. Well, okay, that I is it. okay. Fair, but I like I think it. The only the only track. Okay, I'm kind of hold on. I'm pulling up living bad, proof right now. The thing is, I, I just like everything pretty much. So no? it's kind yeah. of hard to get me something that tell. I don't like. No. Yeah, the only tracks that I think are okay. Time machine is boring. Time as hell. machine sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and dead and gone, it, 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 as dead and gone goes off live. Oh, one hundred percent. But the thing is, if, it, if they could do without the OOs, and then it would be a great mm-hmm. song. With dead and gone, and, they said, "Let's be Blink One Eighty Two on California." Yeah, and otherwise, all of the Mine songs are gold pretty solid. Is a good song. Like, and his gold and crystal ball are the better. Are the better. Frozen though, oh bangers! Ryan doing Frozen is one of my favorite things to see live. I think we're forgetting this is not a review of Living Proof. Okay. Mm. Okay, let's go back to what are we talking about now? I think Crying Out Loud is pretty good. I honest, I don't know. I think honestly, I might like it more than uh, if I'm lucky. So I yes. feel that honestly. I hope they start playing it uh, live. As I'd rather just do that than if I'm lucky, because if I'm lucky, it gets kind of boring after a while. Yeah. I'm excited to hear the next uh, song that they have from the Unplugged because I know that's coming out next week. Yeah, I'm curious to hear it now. Like I didn't care at first, mm-hmm. but now I'm like kind of curious. Yeah. Yeah. What are the other acoustic track gonna be? Hold on, let me. Oh, it's um a thousand hearts, the recipe, ten a.m. and crying out loud. I know ten a.m. comes out on Wednesday. Oh. Ooh, Saxel Rose is gonna be on this EP. Wait, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Where do you see that? Where? Where? Next Where? to a thousand Where? hearts. Uh oh boy. Oh Dude. boy. Oh boy. Listen, that's gonna if this the if the rest of the EP turns out to not be good, it's gonna this is gonna save it. One thousand percent. 
That's fair. That is a fair statement. Like, I think it's going to be great, though. They do really good at the acoustic sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, for what it is, yeah, I, I give them that. It's, it's not my favorite. It's just like it's not. It's not really my thing in the pop punk scene. Like the no, tracks aren't really that. ever my thing. Like, like December is one of the weakest tracks on on um sound to get you in my opinion but like the full band yes i think certain bands do great certain bands do like fucking great acoustic tracks and certain ones are really boring is it perfect capstan does the acoustic sound perfect yeah stan gets every other band beat out as far as acoustic tricks that's all i'm Um, saying but going back to what you said about december december is one of the weakest tracks on the record but full band so it's one of the best night beep songs. Thank you, Ryan. Yep. I might agree. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. It's, it's a banger. Yeah. Wow, we agree on something music related for once. Wow. Wild Anyways, wanna move <laughs> on to our to our early early release? Yes. Early release, our early review. Yeah, I mean Oh yeah, yeah. early yeah. review. Early review, it's my time. It's my time. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> best thing. Best. Oh my god. Familiar spaces. Take- Best boys, I really want to have them on the podcast soon because I really miss Mike and Evan a lot. But oh my god, I've been waiting for this EP since they said they were going to Canada to work with Corey from Locket on it. And oh my god, the results were amazing. Specifically on this, the drum production is fantastic sounding. And just everything overall sounds so crisp. Every song is, it's all very cohesive and it's just sad emo pop punk. And I love it. It's so good. I agree with you. Production is great, especially for like a local band. Mm-hmm. I'm As yeah. The production is insane, and I'm so happy they sent it in early because I would not have been able mm-hmm. to wait a goddamn month for this EP. <laughs> it is so good. It is. Dude, oh my god. As soon as I got so, uh, this is one of the press emails I got that didn't go to like my spam folder. And as soon as I read "Familiar Spaces" on like the title line of the email, I flipped out and I was like, "Yes, um, we will talk about this in the podcast like, right now." Yes. <laughs> When's the actual release date for this? Uh, it's on the 18th on a Tuesday, which is very odd. Also, I don't think Mike and Evan actually know that I do this podcast. So if you're listening, hi, Mike and Evan. It's Anthony from Never Coming Wait, when is When is the release? I love you guys again. Uh, 8, 18, August 18th. Oh. Really? Um, so far away, but okay. So basically, this is going to go out how so this is basically gonna go out a few weeks before that. Oops. Um. Yeah. So listen to it when it comes out. Yes, definitely listen to it when it comes out. I think this song, this song bangs. Yeah, it is the 18th. Anyways, um, EP. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we have it on the list as the single, and then they sent us the early EP. And we were like, well, I guess uh, yeah. it's time to it's time to do this. But what was your guys? Uh, favorite track oh, in the open. Have you, wait, have you guys heard the singles before the EP? No. <laughs> okay. No. I did. I, um, I, did. I love it. In, I think the best track is probably in the open, but my favorite yes. is Happy Enough. 
Okay, that's valid. I like it. I also think Indie Open might be my favorite. I, I remember not like mm-hmm. it used to be. It was like, well, you, so you, like, it came out a while ago, and then they took it off Spotify. It came out a while ago, and then they took it down and made the the new version. And honestly, hearing the new version just makes me miss shows because I've gotten to see that song live at so many shows. Yeah, and yeah. Now I really miss it. That song was probably, like, the few, like, before I, like, moved more into the New England scene. Like, that was one of the, like, few songs that I knew from there. So, like, Yeah, that one became an instant classic right when it dropped. I remember waiting for that to drop in the middle of, like, science class. Yeah, yeah. that it dropped. And I was like, damn. Yeah, but I, I, lo- I, like, that, I like that song for a while. That song's, re- that song's great. But, like, in the, in the open, in the open, great song. I think In the Open reminds me of Sleep On It. Yeah, that's fair. I think a lot of the a lot of the EP reminds me of Sleep On a little bit. Maybe it's like the vocal style. I don't know, but mm-hmm. no, that's pretty fair. I can hear that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, God, it's just okay. such a good EP. Please listen to it. And the thing is, just like if you like like pop punk and emo stuff, please support the shit out of this EP. Yeah, like. Promote you. the hell out of it. We they had them on our need. first live stream week, and people definitely liked their set. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Yeah, and we just announced our second week. That was fun. Hey, yeah. This is yeah. this, this. This might be going out after that week, though. This is going out the day Wasted Space closes it out. Okay. So, oh yeah, yeah, true. I hope y'all so we'll... uh, watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope you guys liked my set, and I hope it didn't uh, cut yeah. out this time. Oh wait, I got the band doing the set this time. Also, Merritt might walk in halfway through. That's a possibility. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It'll be a time. Um. Okay. So you want to move on the album? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's album time, fellas. Yes, album time. Yes. This uh, this album you got in waves by Forest Green. It feels like this record was announced and then came out immediately after. There was not Mm -hmm. a lot of promotion for this record, and there should have been a lot more, because this is a fantastic record. It is so good. Fantastic. I don't think you're right in saying that, because they they had three singles. They had three singles, but the thing is, all three singles came out within, like, the span of a month. Yeah, they were pretty close together, but still, like, they had some promotion for it. Yeah, they had a good bit of it. Uh, five six ain't bad was the first single. Then Ivory, and then in waves. I think in waves was a single, the, right? The two thing, yeah. the two things is like I. There's not really much you can do for promotion when in COVID times. So I mean, I yeah. get it. And two, the one thing I didn't like about the singles was that we were, they were released in order. So it was like the first three songs. Yeah. Yeah, but they are. I feel like they were good choices for singles. They were definitely mm-hmm. good choices for singles. It, that's just the thing that I don't mm-hmm. like with records. But like at the yeah, same time, yeah, I get yeah. it, and it makes a lot of sense. But this I'm record so glad is they didn't so release, good. I'm so glad they didn't release more than three singles. I hate when bands yeah. release so many singles. Like, <laughs> All time like low. Bands, bands deadass be releasing like six singles now. Like, calm down. 
Stand Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> Stand Atlantic, Young I love Culture. you, but too many singles. No, Young Culture's got two singles now. Young Culture, please just drop the album. Now. Yeah, see, this is a solid record. Yeah, I it agree. Do be solid. I, oh, I like, I like about this record a lot. Well, when I first heard the, the first single, the 5, 6, Ain't Bad, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that single. It reminded me of like, like two, early 2000s emo, like Taking Back Sunday. Same, same. That's what really caught me. Like, because there's not a lot of bands doing that style anymore. And to hear this, yeah. it was just very something. I It was very caught off guard. Yeah, yeah, it's like they they bring in some of that, but they add their own spin onto it, and like it, like they it, they combine like that older like two thousand stuff with like modern day emo stuff. It works perfectly. Yeah. This was their first. This is their first record, technically. I didn't even think about that because their yeah, record last year was EP. Yeah, yeah, they deserve so much more love. They deserve to be on like big tours because this record is awesome and i think a lot of people are going to really like it if they like stuff like honestly if they like old emo like 2000s taking back sunday or census mm-hmm. fail and stuff like that or even if they like new stuff like hot mulligan and junk like it just all kind of fits it i don't know i think yeah. a lot of people are going to be really into it if, if you support stuff on no sleep records and you haven't listened to this album go listen to it like this is wait are no they sleep. on no sleep they're yeah, no they're sleep. on No Sleep. Bro, wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've been on there I for a while. About no Sleep on this podcast. It's already been a lot. No, <laughs> no Sleep is popping off with the releases because they had, they've had Forest Green, Stay Inside, Charmer, Hot Mulligan this year. They've got the if only. No Sleep. Um, sign. What the band, what's the band's name? Fox Teeth. Yeah, Forest, Forest Green goes hard. And I, I love... I, I, this is my introduction to them, like this album, like the singles and then the album. And yeah, it just it just goes hard. What's everyone's favorite song or couple songs from it? Uh, I really, I think my favorite was Kiss from the Sun. That one was really good. Yeah, oh. mine's that and Five Six Ain't Bad. Yeah, yeah Five Six Ain't Bad was a really great idea for a single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially yeah, like the lead single. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, one, that's one of my favorites. Five is a bad. That's another one of my favorites. And yeah. softly, softly. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fucking great. Also, like the like how like in waves like the, is it like the, it might be the last chorus. That that part, oh, that part hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just a very cohesive record because every it's song is the same yeah. idea and style, but it's all you know. Mm-hmm. It just works together very well. Especially the flow from "Kiss from the Moon" to "Kiss to the Kiss from the Sun," like that. Oh, that's like the mm-hmm. highlight of the album for me. Yeah. Uh, I think I agree yeah. with you. And I just like those two titles sitting next to each other, in like yeah. order. Yeah. You know what I mean? I knew they were gonna flow to each other before I heard them. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just by seeing the titles you already know. Hmm. Um. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check them out if you're into like old early 2000s emo or even new emo just check them out in general dude just yeah, yeah just check it. them out just do it deserve it they deserve just to be it. on good tours after after COVID dies down like like they, they belong on like a tour with like microwave yeah they yeah. oh they would do so well on a, if you like microwave check them out they would do so good on the microwave tour they'd be really well on a microwave tour yeah 
I, I'm saying I, that as I don't listen to microwave and I never have. <laughs> oh my god, you need to listen to microwave. You need to listen to microwave. Microwave. microwave no. I saw them live. No heart. What? You saw them live, didn't you? Um, I was sitting in the stairs. Uh, at the foundry. Yeah, I was sitting in the stairs during their set. And I remember I I did the infamous thing where I was like talking to like someone from a band that I like know, and then I'll hear a song that I Erica just know like super well. Chat. And then fucking run and be like, excuse me, I'll be right back. And basically, yeah. I was talking like selfish things or Fredo Disco or something. Not Fredo Ew. Disco. That's a different <laughs> tour. It's a different tour. I was talking yeah. selfish things. And then I heard Lighterless and I was like, hey, I gotta run. I'll be back. I could get this hanger through the window of my, <laughs> my car. Oh my God. That is <sighs> they're such a good band. Such a good band. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up. Um, get ready for the rest of this episode with my, uh, wait, did you kick it out? No. Sorry, I read Craig joined, but I thought it said Craig leave. But get ready for the rest of this episode with my favorite band ever. Thanks. Millington. Milling boy. Milling boy. (laughs) The best man ever. Stan Cody. Buy their vinyl. 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 32 whole dollars I spent, and I... Don't regret it. It's twenty five shipping. Twenty five plus shipping. It's not. It's not a bad price. It's a good price for both oh. of their releases. It's solid. Both of their releases, guys. You have to buy it now. Yes. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to get it. Both of their their obligated to buy Millington vinyl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Check out all the things we talked about. And. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bye, Craig. We're going to talk to Millington now. Bye, Craig. Today, we have very special guest, Cody from Millington. Say hi. Hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Word. Uh, yeah. Was I supposed to give a, a, a biography just then? Or, or... Oh, no. That's <laughs> oh, our first question. Okay. We're gonna <laughs> wait yeah. That is our first question. Basically, so our first question was like, for those who don't know who is Millington, basically just go on a spiel about anything you want about your band. Yeah, I'll give like I'll give my quick uh, elevator speech as they call it in the industry, I guess. Um, so basically, uh, you know, Millington. Um, you know, I was out in uh, California for a while, and uh, I got real homesick, and and I was like an intern out there, and I, I really wanted to get back to my roots and like playing punk rock and stuff like that. But all my friends um, from college and high school had moved on, so like pretty much just like had to like do everything myself and i was like all right so i like learned how to play like horns and stuff like trumpet and trombone and um you know because again all my friends moved away and uh so i kind of started from like literally square one which is my house located on millington road um so that's kind of um you know how the band got its name i mean it started as a project and then and now it's become a band you know it was kind of like uh you know if you build it they will come and that's kind of what happened you know i made the first (laughs) record you know and uh after that uh uh, you know, the band members started showing up, and now it's a, it's a band and not just a, a, a guy in his basement. I mean, it's still a guy in his basement, but, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's that's sick. I mean, cool. how, would you just, how would you kind of describe the music you guys make? Um, so it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I love ska punk and ska music, but, but, what, you know, the further you get into any genre, that's kind of off the beaten trail a little bit, the more like purists will say like, oh, it's not this, it's not that. And, and really it's not, 
you know, it's not traditional ska music. Mm -hmm. We take inspiration from ska bands, but like, you know, I love like Knuckle Puck and the story so far and like Blink-182 and stuff. And we, you know, that, that, that definitely like, you know, seeps into our our music a lot. So to to say, you know, like it's, it's, it's pure ska punk would be kind of a, a farce. And that's why we, you know, at first we were joking about calling it brass emo, but then like enough people started repeating it back to us that it's like, all right, well, I guess that's what it is now, you know? Yeah, because I know we always talk a lot about here about how we like always love Scott. We always bring up Millington, but the thing is, it's cool. like it's just such a weird like mold of like like a like a mix of Scott yeah. and pop punk that's just yeah. right there in the center where it's it's very much more creative than a lot of other bands where it's not just straightforward like hey here's a pop punk band no, right you got right the right horns, you got the sky <laughs> and everything yeah i, I mean what, one thing i'll say is interesting about ska music is that like you know if you think about like rock and roll like we don't call bands like rock and roll bands anymore but like ska was around yeah. since like the 60s and stuff like that so to, to call it you know just playing ska is, is like kind of like saying like oh we you know almost like we make 60s music you know like it's but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I like to I like to call it Scop Punk. I feel like that's a good name for it. What what is it? Scop Punk. Scop Punk. I feel like that fits pretty well. That's the first time I've heard that, but I like it a lot. (laughs) How's how's uh, quarantine been so far? Um. Yeah, it's been all right. I mean, the thing I will say, like, I don't I don't want to be like too much of a bummer about this, but like basically the album cycle. I mean, every artist is kind of suffering in their own way right now. But the album cycle is like kind of like this. This been this predefined thing where it's like you go out, you tour, you write music, you record the music and then and then you go market the music. You know, I think that's where touring kind of came from, is that like you finish this. this, I mean, like, obviously people toured before, but you finish this like nowadays you finish this product and then you go market it town to town. And I, I think like if, you know, like I, I, I spent so much time inside recording this album and when I'm like, all right, world, it's time to to show you everybody what I got. And then like, boom, like lockdown. So, uh, you know, it, like obviously there's much bigger problems in the world, but I will say that we kind of got in, in an unfortunate situation where we couldn't go out and tour as soon as the record came out. So, like I didn't want to shortchange this recording by like like oh well I guess I'll skip the touring and write a new album you know like I should really write but I just don't want to shortchange you know everything we just put you know out right now so it's kind of been a tough thing in that regard but we all are very um, you know we're all we have like high hopes for everything and you know we are going to start writing again eventually but you know I'm already talking to like people like you know like booking agents and like like what can we do like how can we find ways to um you know go go forward as a live band you know in this in today's climate and whatnot and and with the uh global pandemic and whatnot so yeah i feel that because we've been i've been super frustrated lately just because we i mean we're in like the same situation but even farther back because we were doing our ep and just like we would have had it done if this yeah. whole thing didn't happen so now we're yeah. kind of stuck here with no content hyping, yeah like, yeah releasing the first single and hyping it all up all this content coming and then just yeah. yeah that yeah we i mean noise plan my band just finished we just finished our ep that just got done it's oh. so good it's, it's fantastic awesome. uh, okay is it is it, out yet? Is it is <laughs> it's it, not out the, oh, okay, it's okay. so good <laughs> mixes are done the mixes are done it hasn't been mastered yet gotcha and, we don't have art or like we don't we don't have you know, a title yet but like it's fine 
Well, do you guys know <laughs> what you're going to do for art? Not to, we're not 100% sure yet. We're getting there, though. We're getting there, though. Um, yeah, I mean... We'll be out soon. Yeah, I would say, like, na- now is the time to do... Now is the time to do, like, you know, like, everything you possibly can behind closed doors. You know, like, like, so, like, getting the art... You know, like like finding like 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 even like going on YouTube and like looking up marketing strategies and like you've got this little, oh, yeah. little pockets of extra time where like that would be normally filled by like going outside and, and you know like I don't know just yeah. like being out in the world and not but uh yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's a, there, there's a couple you know like I, I I've done a couple extra things that I normally wouldn't do like like again just like going on like like uh, YouTube videos and like looking up marketing strategies, which like, I'm not a marketing genius or whatsoever. You know, I'm, I'm like, I, you know, like that's the, those are the classes I didn't pay attention to in, in, at music school, but like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> but now it's like, you know, there's, there's time to, I mean, you know, just to, to kind of do everything you possibly can, you know, knowing that, you know, there's going to be a day that not too far off where outdoor concerts are going to happen again. And then, you know, it, you, people are going to be more and more safe and then it's going to be, you know, there's going to be inside shows eventually. And, and I think people are going to be appreciating the arts, you know, even more so than before because we've been so deprived. Um, yeah. So. Totally agree. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting for that time. Just <laughs> right. waiting for that day. Oh my God. Now yes. that we got nothing to do. It's like all I've been doing is writing new stuff and it's like, yeah. we haven't even got out the old stuff yet. And I'm right. just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and practicing so practicing is is something that I didn't do before, but I've found myself uh, like literally sitting down with a bass and like like listening to my vocals and like making sure that like I'm actually singing in tune and like like crazy like crazy stuff like like punk rock like I would never do that before, but now it's like you know with the same four walls and yeah. like like making sure that the, like I'm not playing plucking the bass strings too hard or you, you know like I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's wild, but I think the talking about live shows definitely segues really well into our next question but do you think live shows will be different after quarantine yeah yeah i mean i think that the thing is right now that we have to realize is that everybody has this day in their mind where it's like i can't wait till things are back to normal and of course we can't wait till things are back to normal but for now it's not going to be like this light switch like boom all right it's like it's back like how it was in like 20 like i think there's there's this middle ground that we haven't really you know come to know yet because we haven't we haven't really um, existed in this middle ground yet, but there is going to be this, this period of time where it's like, you know, for example, I, I just went and got a haircut the other day um, with a mask on and it was like taped to my face and like, we were all very, very safe. But um, you know, I think that there, there is going to be that equivalent of shows for a while where it's like, it is outside and it's like, there's, obviously there's not a pit because everybody's kind of like, you know, in their space. Yeah. And like, more like a gradual know, kind of read. Right. Right. Exactly. And you know, the people are going to be wearing masks. So like, you know, you're, you're going to hear your lyrics saying back to you for the first time, kind of muffled, you know, maybe, you know, like, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I like, I, you know, we, we aren't really experiencing that yet, but it's going to be interesting to see what it's like, you know, to have that. So. Yeah, I think that's definitely. Do you, do you think drive-in shows are going to be a thing? <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't I even mean, thought of that. They're already no, happening on a bigger scale. That's on a bigger scale. They've already started to happen. Yeah, wow. I know I that there. Know. I know that there is a place that are there's a the local venue in Tom's River, the clubhouse did one. Yeah, it's like right near my house. Yeah, they did that. They did one. I don't. I just don't know if it's going to get any bigger than that right, like right. that's what i'm thinking i'm like well did they start it and it's gonna become a bigger thing or is it just gonna stay there and like not really do much you know right well i guess it just it depends on like i guess like 
how you know if it was well consumed and and it's and it works in multiple places and i think in my work but uh it's tough because you know like uh, you know if you're doing like um are you talking about how like somebody brought a concert to like somebody's home or like or or people went to an actual location people went in their cars yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that Whoa. might that that might work. It's I think it's just it's tough, and it's just like you gotta make it work somehow. And and I feel like, yeah, I mean, I I, I have all the hopes in the world that stuff like that is gonna start working, but it, it's just in my mind is I would have to see it to believe it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I'm excited because yeah. the the venue we normally play in, up here in uh, Rhode Island, they're like mm-hmm. taking this whole time to kind of redo the entire venue and just really clean it up. Cool. But it seems like they're cl- the way they're like marketing, like oh, they're like oh, we're cleaning everything up. It seems like they're cleaning up as if they're like trying to open in the next couple of months, and it's like oh, uh, interesting. That's such that's a not small like venue. the that's not the a good news cafe. Is that the news cafe? No, the uh, the what is that? Okay, but the, but that is a venue in in Rhode Island, right? Yeah, what that's a venue okay. that's okay. like nearby. I just figured Rhode Island's super small, so if I knew one oh, no. venue, I might, I might it's be right. So weird, it's so weird it's super small, but like all of the good local venues are in Rhode Island and not in the Massachusetts oh, cool. area. It's really weird. It's weird. Never really thought about that, but that is weird. ASU Twenty, Alchemy, Skew, News Cafe, and I I can name one in Massachusetts that I can think of. Oh, I've only ever heard of Alchemy, but <laughs> there's one in Massachusetts. It's like a bar. I don't remember what it's called, but. That's like the only good venue for local bands. It sucks, but huh? And this is like that's excluding Boston, though, right? Like that's because I mean, yeah. there's got to be something in Boston for. No, even in Boston, there's not really much that I've come across really huh. so far. It's really weird. I don't know. Yeah, like Maybe venue I'm just not sizing is... in the right places. Yeah, yeah, like like venue sizing is like super weird sometimes because it's like oh, like it's like you know like the cap rooms or whatever. Like this is a hundred cap room, you know, so or this is like a yeah. five hundred, and it's like. In the bigger cities, it's it's kind of it's tough because you know if you can only bring like so many people, then then like you kind of maybe not qualify for this one, but then there's not really something your size yeah. for a couple miles, you know, and then yeah, so that's, that's why yeah. I feel like a lot of like the city stuff is basements. Yeah. Oh, the and one I was thinking of was yeah. Boston uh, O'Brien's. That's the one I was thinking of. That one's the big one for Massachusetts that a lot of people play, but that's like a lot the of the only one I can think of. All the ones in Philly are just like houses or like basements. Right, like, right, right. Oh, you know? yeah. I, there's like not that many actual like small like local venues in Philly, but there's a lot of basements that people right, play right. at. The same thing like in Delaware where I'm at. Like it's mostly just people's houses <laughs> that we're playing at. Do you think yeah. it's because of the the genres? Like, like because like I feel like yeah, like, that I think it is. Yeah, I think I think it is just because a lot of this genre kind of also is very very like with the house show thing you know like we've got a lot of i know a lot of like house areas over here like there's the tip royal paradise and there's definitely more that everyone is always loving also because it's easy it's easier to book just because it's like yeah you're booking with probably someone else who's also in a band that lives in this house right you know they know what's yeah yeah. but yeah it's just um I don't know. It's weird that there's not as many local venues in a bigger city as there is in a small area. Right. But also, like, Providence is a very artsy-type area in certain places, so it's, like, very into the art scene. Yeah. So they kind of value the bands and stuff and their music a lot more than somewhere like Boston. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, this is definitely getting me, like, looking forward to, you know, just talking about, like, playing live and stuff. Just like, oh, my yeah. God. 
I can't wait until like, you know, even, even if I, if I have to like, you know, obviously settle and, and, and everybody, you know, plays it safe and it's not like the, the perfect, you know, picturesque image of like live shows, it, it'll still be great, you know, when the day comes and we're all, you know, not only being safe, but like being able to enjoy the, the human made music once again, you know, in yeah. Yeah, we've. Um, I'm excited. We've got our first like actual band practice in like uh, three months. I want to say two, yeah, two or three months tomorrow. And I'm very. We just had ours today. Had ours nice, today. nice. It's wild because it feels so weird not having seen right. the most <laughs> yeah. of those guys for so, so long. long. Yeah, it, I, we, we so we were like it was weird because like we we meet every Friday or you used to at least and and in March like it was mid March and we were planning like the next weekend we were gonna do a music video like go out and shoot one before like everything got like shelter in place and like that was like so it was mid March was the last time I saw those dudes um and like now it's probably gonna be like two weeks from now will be like our first practice or a week or two I, I, at least I hope um and it's gonna be you know. It's gonna be, yeah. I don't know, bit bittersweet because I can't like you know run up and hug them or anything, but I can, but I can you know see their face and know that that we're still a band and <laughs> still chilling, still everything right. all yeah, all good. Right. Yeah. The last time, the thing is, the last day that we had together was we had practice, and I remember I, we were sitting on the couch. It was like Thursday, and it was literally the day before like our biggest show, and then it got canceled like oh, right when everything else yeah. was canceled. I was like, shit. That's such a bummer. Yeah, it was the worst, but it's like, you know, it's just very, I feel like I've talked about that on every episode now, and it's probably getting boring <laughs> yeah. to everyone listening, but I'm just so <laughs> yeah. frustrated about it, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. That would be frustrating yeah. if we had any shows booked, but we didn't have any shows booked, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, word. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's just, I'm just so excited for live music to finally come back. I know it's going to be yeah. more of a gradual yeah much return but i think it'll definitely be um interesting but i think that also segues into another great question of, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting it with the segues tonight really but, are, yeah. you really are, you really are. What, are your, what are your favorite like bands to to play with live normally um like like genre wise you mean just um, in the band, past like, in the past what have been past. some of your favorite bands that you've played with all right um well let's see here so like basically you know, there was, we always wanted to do, you know, play with bigger bands, obviously, because that, you know, was, that's how you would get people out. And, and we would, you know, back in, in high school and in early in college days, like I would, you know, really, really like look up to these bands like crazy. And uh, so I want to say like Streetlight Manifesto, we opened for them uh, in, in college and that was really radical. And, and like those guys were are from New Jersey. So um, even though they're like a huge ska band, um, they, mm-hmm. uh they drove up like in their cars and stuff because they're just from New Jersey. It was like a one-off show. So like we were just like hanging out in the parking lot, like, and they were just like sitting in the trunk of their car and like, you know, pregame in the show, like in, in my college's parking lot. And, and that was like, that was a really sick show. Um, uh, you know, like, I guess like basically if I can, but like in terms of like touring with bands and stuff like that, like we used to tour with this band called the Waffle Stompers all the time. And they actually played um, on our first record. Um, yeah. To, to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, right from uh, like Crossroads, they're featured on that. Um, yeah. And uh, th- those guys were like, uh, you know, like best friends of mine. They still are. And just like having people that like, they're like long lost family almost because you don't get to see them all the time. But um, whenever you can play shows with people like that, that like just like whenever you see them, your day gets better. Like that's those are like the best kind of shows. It's like when you're playing with bands that you're like legitimately friends with, um, you know, despite the size doesn't really matter. You know, like that, all that stuff is cool and whatnot. But like, 
you know, even if it's, you're like the two smallest bands in the world and you don't get to like see each other all the time, like when you finally do and, and, and you're, you're, you're both decent musicians, but like if you're like really like love each other as people, like that's like the best kind of like, that's been one of the more rewarding experiences of like being in bands this long, you know, is like finding these relationships that like you wouldn't have had otherwise. And like now it's like, oh, you've got like basically like a new family from, from music, you know? Yeah. Uh, James, do you want to take the next question? I'm going to put you on blast here. <laughs> no, 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 no segue this time from Anthony. Just a cold guy. I don't have any segues this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's, let's the topic of the band, though. Um, where do you see the band five years from now? I know it's kind of like a up there question, but it's... Let's see. Five years from now. So... I'm 27. I'm going to be 32 in five years. Um, so, like, so the band would have to be doing pretty damn well for you know for me to stop in a, <laughs> for in a stop band at 32. Um, but um, you know, let's say like you know, best case scenario, we do some some tours when we you know we start doing better and better, and and you know we we jump on a tour with. Um, so I guess I'll start this answer with saying what I would think would happen in the interim in the best situation. And I'm just going to be super optimistic about it. Let's say like in a year's time, we do a, like a big tour with like a, 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 a good size pop punk band like Knuckle Puck or like a good size ska band like Real Big Fish or Less Than Jake. Um, do that for like a year and a half. And then after that, you know, if things go super, super well and we got like a, a, a pretty decent like record deal, um, you know, start doing like headlining tours um, and then... Um, you know, like basically, I, I, it's hard to say how well a ska band can do, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think nine yeah. in, in the '90s is like that was like getting on the radio and being in the top forty in the '90s. That was possible, but to say that, like, yeah, it's you know, like, like I'm not gonna say you know, it's not that it's impossible, but it's just it's so far fetched to think that you know we would end up like anywhere, you know, close to like a top forty spot or anything like that. So I think that realistically, oh, yeah. with this band, the best we can do. Um, you know, the best I hope to do is, is, you know, as I just said, like, get, you know, eventually do like a headlining tour that's pretty like large sized and like, you know, like maybe like thousand cap rooms, like in five years, that would be sick. Um, but, you know, and I, and I hope this band, you know, does well. And I don't plan on, you know, like if we start doing well, like changing the sound to like pop to make it like possible. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that that's in the cards for me. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, I think. I think the re like I could definitely see you guys doing like a big headline tour within five years, just because you guys, you know, if it was just a ska band, you know, there's not a lot of people today that really are listening to ska. Like the only big ska band I can think of that got big in the two in like recent years has been like the Interrupters. But like you guys oh, mix yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. pop punk sound with the ska sound, so it definitely fits more into that pop punk scene. Yeah, and it's yeah. something more interesting. So I could definitely see that happening. I kind of forgot about the interrupters when I was just saying that, but like they're they're actually like yeah, a, su a super a super unique case yeah. where it's like they they actually like like low key crushed it against all odds, you know. So yeah, uh, you know, they can't uh, know say, right? I mean, and again, they're not on top. I don't know that they were on top forty radio, but they were on radio stations and they were on talk shows, you know, like like primetime talk shows. So yeah, um, they're opening a tour with Green Day, Fallout Boy, and Weezer. Like right, right. Oh, I forgot they were on Right. stadium tour that's a stadium right. tour for yeah, a, that's for a ska that's band true. is opening on that's kind of insane <laughs> you're not you're not wrong yeah <laughs> yeah you're not wrong about that for sure um so yeah no I, I mean i think that um you know going back to it just that uh you know i think that doing as well as the interrupters are doing would be like that would be enough for me and i would be stoked about that you know in terms <laughs> of millington's capacity 
Um, you know, I still plan to be doing music all the while and I'm not shortchanging the band at all, but you know, I'm going to be personally, you know, you know, putting my, my eggs in different baskets as well. Like I, I plan to do some, you know, more solo based things, not, not necessarily like seeking popularity, but just to kind of push the envelope because I've been doing the same genre for so long. And while I, I love it to death, I just, there's, there's new genres that have popped up over the last, you know, five, six years that like, that I feel like I could actually do pretty well, you know, like, like Post Malone, for example, like he, um, yeah, especially on his first album, like he, like, you know, you know, I don't always like, you know, the, the messages are not always something that I'm like, right on board with, but like the way that he sings and like his harmony and like his songwriting, like just because it's got like a, like a more processed beat and like a less, you know, like less human orchestration to the, the actual songs. Like, I feel like I really still kind of like that kind of like almost emo rap, like style. And I, I'm thinking about yeah. like, you know, trying it out just like in my own time and, 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 you yeah. know, see why not, you know? Cool. Yeah, I definitely really feel cool. that. I would love to do like the emo rap type stuff because I'm big yeah. into like you know nothing nowhere and all that shit. Right, I'd right, love right. To do stuff like that, but it's yeah. like it's really hard to pull off when you right. only really have done one genre ish before. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. That's the that's the hardest thing. Like I, I feel like I could if I had like a you know because I produce all this music at my house, but it's all rock music. If I like if I had a producer that was like making beats for me, like I could write the the other stuff no problem. But it's just like knowing where to start in terms of like how to write those songs is that's where i'm like oh yeah 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 i feel you like i'll sit like i'll maybe listen to these songs and i'm like oh i could definitely make this and then i sit down and try to write a song like that and i'm like yeah no i, I cannot <laughs> right 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 yeah i mean it, it, they, they sound you know some of them sound pretty simple but i think really there is like it's like it's like anything else like like once you're in the flow of it it probably is simple but like jumping into it you know without having tried it before that's going to be like a hurdle like anything else you know so yeah and i think and talking about that segues very well <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna keep doing it oh my god uh, what amazing. have you been what have you been listening to lately in quarantine what's been your albums and songs you've been listening to most? let me think um well, for a while, I was not listening to a lot because I was trying to finish the record and I was like in a very, very like focused, you know, uh, mindset. But let me let me I'm trying to think like what what the heck have I been listening to? Um, I, 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 so I'm working on a cover um, like that Machine Gun Kelly and Youngblood song. Um, and I, I kind of just gave oh. them. Yeah, with with some friends of mine, and uh, I like Damn. I kind of just gave that a listen the other day, um, you know, because I I really hadn't heard like Young Blooder. I mean, I've heard some Machine Gun Kelly stuff, but I hadn't really heard like what Young Blood sounded like um, mm -hmm. uh, before then. But that that sounded pretty cool because it's like you know it's he definitely has like that like screamo style like almost, but like mm -hmm. but just it's just so new sounding at the same time. So it's like yeah, um, so that was cool. Um, I've been listening to a lot of. Uh, I'm, so I'm learning Japanese so I listen to a lot of Japanese bands um, mm -hmm. uh, some of them ska some of them more like pop punk and like metal and, and uh, rock music is actually still very very hot over there so like you can make it as a band like like it's not even a question you can just be a, like in a band and make money you know so um, not that you don't have to try obviously you still have to try but it's like, very much consumed over there so I'm listening to that um, what else am I listening to? Oh, there's a new um I guess there's a new uh, UK band. Well, they're not new, new, but they're called, they just put out a record. They're called Call Me Malcolm. 
Um, and they're pretty similar to us, but they're just like a little bit more heavy. And like, if you've ever heard the Halloween song by us, which is kind of like, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's not that it's a joke song, but it's just like, it's that style is kind of like how this whole record sounds. So I definitely, if you have heard that song and like it, I would say check that out. I, I literally um, just played it will. for James. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, what else? Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's kind of just like a smorgasbord after that. I'm just like, I, I, I totally just turn off when I'm listening to music. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, to name more specific things than that. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Are there any uh, upcoming releases that you're excited for? I know there's I, a, lot, a lot of bands kind of announced albums recently, I feel like. So, like, Knuckle Puck, Knuckle Puck, any, Knuckle Puck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when is their record coming out? Uh, September 18th. 18th. Yeah. All right. And is that that's the the, the like shapeshifter was their last one, right? Yeah, yeah. shapeshifter was the last one. This one's cool. uh, called 2020. Ah, uh, <laughs> I hate it already. Kind of, kind of a cringe <laughs> name, but you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm 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 stoked for that for sure. Um, uh, what like what else is what else is coming out? Um, Stephen uh, Kelly I, has a record coming out. Oh, really? It's he made it but with like Travis doing, he's doing pop punk stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's interesting about that is that um, I'm pretty sure they they've been working with this dude Zach Cervini, who like I, I interned oh, he's with. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interned with him, or like you know, I was interning for John Feldman out in California, and he was his like main go-to guy. Um, and Zach's basically my age, so it was like kind of this interesting dynamic where he was like the top of the totem pole, and I was you know like like the the mm-hmm. low rung on the ladder, but we were like the same age and like had the same style and stuff like that, but um yeah it's, it's interesting hearing that because like it's a lot of this you know like his production style zach's um is like it, it, it i want to say that i you know obviously I, I took in a lot of what he was doing because he was doing the bulk of the work out in california when i was interning with him and, and like blink and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so you know like hearing like machine gun Cal- like again like that cover that i was working on with my friends um i'm listening to the production of the original song and it's like i'm just hearing like so many things that I just noticed when they were working on like the the Blink One Eighty Two record in twenty sixteen, um, you know now on this like this kind of like rap record with drums, you know like so, um, it's it's it is definitely interesting to to hear that, and I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more of Machine Gun Kelly with Travis Barker, just because obviously I love Blink One Eighty Two, and I know you know like the producer I have a a, a personal relationship with, and that that is if Zach did work on this record, but um, so you I mean, know, were, were you interning when Blink was recording their stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out there for like, let's see, I was there February 2016 to like July 2016. So, um, yeah. So were I they was... recording? I would guess they wouldn't be recording California because that came out in 2016, right? Was that no, no. They actually, it was, it was crazy because they actually I did the turnaround time was like pretty quick. They were just finishing that record when I started there, but you know, like they, oh, they yeah. it was like, like basically into March before they were like all like wrapped up with it. So. That's wild. That's yeah. I, I, it was crazy. Like, like usually, I feel like you finish a record and like those bigger bands, like they, they, they like like do like a year's worth of like you know pre production and shit like that. You know, like just like like in terms of like marketing and like art and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that record. Like, I feel like it was like like they finished it in March and then like it was like May or something. And like I was go, like on my way to Target, like ten minutes from the studio they recorded to pick up the record for everybody at the studio. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's insane. That also like. Also, I mean, working with like a band of that caliber, I mean, I'm sure you probably looked up to them for a long time as all of us have. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's like being able to see that record creation process with like a producer like John Feldman Mm. working with Blink 182. That's that's pretty crazy, yeah. It was, it was pretty wild. Like, 
it, it was definitely super wild. Um, you know, like, I, I guess my, my big thing is that I've always been like a huge Tom DeLonge fan. <laughs> and like, that was yeah. just like, you know, like, I didn't say it too much because like, it just, you, you know, like, I, I'm an inter, you know, like, I was, I was just like the, the guy, you know, the guy that would go get you coffee or whatever. But, but at the same time, it's like, I, I was so, like, all my guitar and, and like, you know, like singing and stuff like that. And like, all the styles came from this dude that was just, you know, th that I hear them, like, you know, kind of not like bashing in the other room, but like, you know, like, it, they they said some stuff about you know like not again it wasn't like shit talk or anything but they would talk about mm -hmm. Tom from time to time like like that's legitimately like Mark Todd like Mark Hobbs and Travis Barker talking about Tom DeLonge in the other room <laughs> like like and just uh -huh. like you know so that's, it, it was damn. weird and and I'm just to have like such strong opinions of that and but just to have to like kind of like hear it you know like it's it was kind of yeah. wild yeah that's I, I feel like. I, it's kind of weird for me. I got into Blink because of Matt Skiba. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't really get into the scene like like I was really late into the scene. But like fine. Matt Skiba joined the band. I was a big fan of Alkaline Trio because my, yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. my dad put me on Alkaline Trio. Yeah. And Skiba joined Blink and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, right. in such a, I think that's such a big step up. I feel like it's a, just a much bigger band, obviously. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, in two was, of the biggest bands, biggest and most influential bands in this entire scene. Blink-182 yeah, and Alkaline Trio. Right. Is, is, like, they're, they're really influential, but on like a smaller scale, but like, still pretty big. Yeah, um, like they, they, I mean, they obviously they weren't like headlining massive stadium tours or anything, but they, they still had a big following and like a really good yeah, sound yeah. And, and like they, a good budget, and, you know, for recordings and stuff like that. Yeah, they were, yeah. I mean, they, they opened up for like MCR for on like a tour I think my dad actually went to that tour yeah okay. <laughs> it's like 2005 or something like that and yeah but my, anyways like matt joined blink and i was like maybe i should get more into blink <laughs> and then yeah, i right? got super into blink and they're my favorite band of all time now so <laughs> yeah right yeah i mean that's cool you know like the thing is is i think it's just like for me it was almost more of like a nostalgia thing like like i, I feel like it's hard to say which member is best? I mean, obviously Tom started the band with Mark, but I, I don't think that like, you know, like Matt Skiba is holding it down and he's a good musician. I don't. Mm -hmm. So it's like if yeah. you, if you were not partial to that beforehand, like you might enjoy Matt more. You know what I mean? Or, or so it, it's it's I, I think it's 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 a funny thing, but I, I don't think it's the weirdest thing in the world that you found them because of you know Matt Skiba because he's obviously a good musician and and Malcolm Trio kills yeah. it so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, you can't really, you can, you can't say that Matt Skiba of Liquid Two is better. It's not. No, Tom, <laughs> I mean, Tom DeLong, The thing is, Tom DeLong and Matt. The thing is, it's weird because like you have to compare them because they're both in the same spot, but they're not really comparable because they're two totally different. Like, right? I mean, yeah, maybe they're comparable in guitar style, but I mean, in vocals, they're very different vocals, oh, yeah. and they're definitely utilized well in their places. Like, I could I agree, definitely 100%. not. I can't imagine. Matt Skiba recording Dumpweed with those vocals. <laughs> right, but I right, absolutely right. could not hear Tom DeLong doing No Heart to Speak of as well. And oh, to be yeah. fair, I don't think I could hear Tom DeLong Dumpweed nowadays. Anyway, like like 2001 yeah. oh, to yeah. 2003, Tom DeLong was like a totally different Tom DeLong than the one we have now. You know, like he's exactly he, his voice has changed more than any singer that I've ever heard. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Very, very true. Very true. So. I feel like he fits where he is. Angels and Airwaves kind of works for him honestly as much but as i feel I like even with like, angels and airwaves it's like like that in like 2006 or whatever when they put their first record out like that he sounds like yeah he's just, you know like 
like he I, it's like he tried to learn how to sing but it just like he had like this <laughs> this cool voice before that was like untrained and like now it's like he tried too hard to like learn singing and now he just sounds like a like a, a half decent singer that doesn't have anything like cool but, you know I don't yeah know. yeah i know exactly what you yeah. mean it's like he was very sense. raw before because he didn't really know what he was doing right but it right. feels like he tried to progress but the thing is the thing that was good about his voice is that it's absolutely not good Right, right. Good. <laughs> yeah that's the thing that makes yeah. his voice the best is that it's right. not good at all right right so yeah it's like he was like he was like throwing words at you before and now he's like trying and it's just not the same yeah thing. now he's actually trying and it makes him kind of okay right right what you want from him. right exactly <laughs> oh man that's just what it is i mean <laughs> it's very true i mean no one heard all the small things on the radio and thought now that's a pop singer. That's a great singer. Right, right. Right, get that guy on American Idol. <laughs> Literally. We're <laughs> very, very, very popular back then. Yeah. You know, all I'm saying is he, he would not be able to go on The Masked Singer without being guessed immediately. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point for sure. God. Yeah, that's, that's wild that he got to work with them. That's, I mean, I would kill for that. I think a lot of people would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was like for real like a like a super super cool thing to like just witness. And like it still like feels like a dream some days like like I'll be like you know like cuz like obviously I'm back home now and like like it's not like I'm doing that every day like I used to. Um so like like an, it's very easy to believe that I've like convinced myself that I worked with my favorite band of all time, you know, like as opposed to like you know it being the reality of the situation. I'm just like like I feel like like it would be such an easy thing for me to like I don't know, just like, do you guys know, I like, share Cody, we know you work with, like, you know, like, I don't know. No, I get it, but um, weird question that I didn't actually, we didn't write down, but did you um, self-produce, like, Beatdown Generation and most of the other Millington stuff, or who? Yeah, yeah, it's on, it's all at my, uh, my studio at home. Um, again, I did learn a lot when I was out there working with Blink, and, uh, like, it basically, part of Millington being a thing is that I wanted to take all the knowledge that I learned from watching you know, like he was recording Sleeping with Sirens. He was recording Blink-182, Five Seconds of Summer. Like I, I was like hanging out with like all those dudes. And like, uh, I mean, obviously not like on like an equal level, like I was getting their coffee and stuff, but I was still like around, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, all those bands, like I saw what it took to make records and uh, like basically the, the knowledge I had from school, the knowledge I had from that and the, and the drive that I want, want, had going forward. Um, you know, and, and I didn't have like the same amount of gear, but I have a decent amount. Um, like I, I was like, okay, like, let's make a record. And, you know, so, so basically, yeah, every, every recording we've done has been at my studio. Yeah. Cause one thing, one thing that really struck me about your guys' music, as opposed to maybe other smaller or local bands, is just mm-hmm. the fact that your production is so crisp and very, very like miles ahead of a lot of other smaller bands in the scene you know yeah yeah thank you like i i definitely um i like i that's the big thing for me is just like like i'm like recording like again because i was out there i just want you know like i'm always pushing myself to like to the limits of whatever you know knowledge i have whatever gear i have and like and when it's time to like learn something new or like if one piece of gear isn't cutting it like i I find a way you know either by selling something or by going online and learning something to like get to the next level because like i feel like in a in a weird way i'm like like kind of like you know i was out there i got a taste of what it was like and now i'm like crawling my way back to like to get there myself you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. yeah have you recorded like have you done 
like albums or singles with other bands that you've produced? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like something like I market super hard just because like I do focus a lot of time on Millington. But you know, when people reach out to me, um, I you know, like if I have time, I accommodate and like you know, obviously it's a good mutual thing because you know I don't charge a ton of money, but I have like some good knowledge and some good equipment and like, um, and whatnot. So like basically, I I did I did a record for this band, Lame Dude. Um, and that, that's going to be coming out, I feel like, at the end of this month. And then I'm working with another ska band from Glens Falls. Um, and that I don't I'm not sure when that record's going to happen because that kind of got pushed back because of Corona. But um, yeah, like basically when people hit me up, I, like, I try to work it into my schedule and whatnot. And it's usually, you know, like a, a cool thing because, you know, I get a chance to kind of not focus so hard on everything all at once and just do the one job, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I might, someday I might have to hit you up to record something. Yeah, yeah, totally, so totally. <laughs> For sure, I'm, I'm like, I'm su- I, I, like, in terms of what I've heard and, and other studios I've went to, I'm like, I'm really, I'm reasonable, you know, price wise and whatever, and uh, you know, I make it happen. So, you know, definitely feel free to hit me up when you're doing another record. <laughs> yeah, word. I definitely, I definitely think I probably will. Def- definitely, definitely, probably. probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adverbs there. I like those odds. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um. So, what's the process for writing and recording like the self-titled EP compared to Beatdown Generation? Was there a lot of differences, or was it fairly similar? Yeah. So it's it's that's actually a really interesting question because right now I'm I'm mastering both records for vinyl. Um. Which is oh, yeah. Be doing yes. a vinyl release soon. Thank God. And uh, yeah. Right. Oh God. I'm so but I'm like I'm listening to both of them like you know basically a being them and like like listening to them like really closely they do sound like like I can just hear so many things I did differently but basically you know when I started the first record um I didn't know what I wanted you know like I basically started that in my uh apartment in LA and like you know the song California songs is actually just about like being homesick and like literally I'm just like 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 the, the like the sunshine and the palm trees don't mean shit when no one loves me. It's like the main tag of that song. And basically, I was just like sitting in my apartment, like kind of bummed because like I was getting big leagued by like you know like all these. I worked for like you know famous people and whatnot, and they don't you know like while they're nice to me, they don't have the time of day to like listen to me if I have a problem or you know like or anything on a personal level. And my family was like three thousand miles away, so um, you know like that's where the record kind of started uh, is just being like super homesick and and basically. When I was writing and recording it, you know, part of it, I wrote part of it when I was in L.A. Um, and part of it when I got home. Uh, and that was, again, it was, it was mostly me. And I, just, I didn't know if it was going to be a band or a project. So the pace was slow and the, the vision was not super, um, you know, like fully realized or, or super realized at the time. So it was definitely very slow. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was really stoked on it. And, and as like after like three or four songs kind of like came together, I was like, OK, like, I'm starting to get an idea of what I want. And like, I, again, I asked my friends from the Wobble Stompers to play on it. And I didn't play drums at the time. So uh, Adam Kishbach from the uh, Wobble Stompers played drums. Um, and I didn't really play horns at the time. I mean, I tried, but I wasn't very good. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, my friend John played horns. And, um, uh, and now he's in the band. Um, but basically, when it came to Beatdown Generation, we, we pretty much, like, like, we got a couple, like, like low. So basically, we were going to do... Um, you know, so basically that, that first record came out and that and that, you know, people heard it and and I was very happy with the way people liked it. And when it came to this next record, we're kind of doing like a bunch of singles like like so we did Cold in the City. We did I Don't Want You Back. We did University. And we were, I think 
like probably would have gone on like that for like, 12 more songs if I didn't like get a, like so we get a couple calls from uh, record labels and, and be, we talked to some record labels and basically even though we didn't end up you know partnering up with any of them they kind of gave me an insight as to why albums are good <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> you know like you know like I, I at first I was like oh I'll just like write a song release it write a song release it and and they kind of like it kind of put me back into perspective of oh you can do this one big marketable package that you can put a bunch of like you know like you can it's tangible it's one idea of like you know like one thing and you can put money into it and and advertise for it and like you know like I couldn't do that as heavily with um you know singles and stuff so that's kind of that was that's how that ended up beatdown generation ended up being an album so once i decided that i wanted to do like a group of songs um it was like kind of like they kind of all happened at once as opposed to the first album which was like super spotty like is this going to be a band you know like i don't know where like i i think i wrote one song in like 2017 a couple you know and then a couple different years and stuff like that so um yeah, Beatdown Generation, basically, because I talked to a couple of record labels and people that had some industry insight, and because I started meeting people that, you know, knew, you know, like, what paths are good to take and to give advice to me, um, I decided that, you know, basically start everything at once. Um, and then those songs kind of happened pretty quickly, honestly, like, in, in the grand scheme, like, that record, I guess we started writing it around October last year, and basically finished it in March, so a couple months honestly nice <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry that was a long <laughs> just like winded response no, was, <laughs> no that's what i need is the long winded responses because honestly right. we did not have a lot of questions written out for this we were that's fine on yeah <laughs> the long responses that's that's fine oh oh did i was were they too short before Perhaps do we need no, do we need to no, do a U turn no. and, and revisit? No, they're all good. <laughs> no, you were good. This has been great. Cool. Yeah. Um, we just got one more uh, question, actually. Um, sure. So you just released Beatdown Generation, but have you been have you written anything new since quarantine, really, or just kind of so, been chilling? So um, I've been so again because of like the nature of things. I basically because I play the instruments that are in my band, you know, like I don't always track them when I, you know, like obviously our drummer comes and, and tracks drums and our trombone player comes and tracks trombone and, and so on and so forth. But um, because they've been not able to come here, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just do some covers. So I did a, a cover of a dashboard confessional song and um, I put that What's out. Song? What's that song? Uh, Vindicated. OK. And oh, uh, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, Why am I yeah. forgetting? <laughs> The, the dude right. from Dashboard actually retweeted it. I was stoked about that. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I started doing, well, I actually finished a follow-up with um, Under the Core Tree. Uh, that's the last song. Uh, so? And, yeah, and that, oh, that so, yeah. Yeah, XO, yep. And um, that is done. It's been done for a while, but I just, I'm trying to do a video just because I feel like the, that kind of thing lends better to YouTube. Um, but in terms of like original stuff, it's uh, again, it's just because I don't want to shortchange like what we just accomplished with this record by like diving back in. And the thing is, is it's fine to be writing all the time. I think it's really a great thing to just always be writing. But with me, and because I own the studio, and because I just have like this ADD about music, I like I really want to just get everything out right away, you know, like kind of thing. And I think that I like because I'm like always like like spoiling things on Instagram and like sharing it. <laughs> I, I, I would not. Oh, I do the same to, thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I would not be able to start writing a new record without like, you know, like being like, oh, check this out, guys. Like I wouldn't be able to keep it under wraps. And because of that, 
I, you know, like, I feel like I would divert people's attention from what we just did to what I'm working on now. <laughs> so like, I'm in a weird spot where it's like, I really just need to get some willpower and like, write music without showing anybody you know yeah i I feel that too much because i mean literally we don't even have our first ep out and i shared a bunch of random song titles on my private twitter last night for an album (laughs) right 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 exactly so yeah you know you know so yeah yeah, i I mean i i I do so basically the the short answer is no but the long answer is um i should be writing music (laughs) (laughs) So well, I mean, we've got know. so we've got a ton of time. I mean, there's always right, other stuff right. that yeah, you know, yeah. couldn't get to before. And, and another thing was like a couple people like hit me up during the album process, asking me to help them with like you know their recordings or, or work on something you know as a producer. Um, and I just basically said like you know just hit me up when when I finished Beat Down Generation, and then I finished Beat Down Generation, and that's when I took on a bunch of clients' projects. So I have been like basically working in the studio, um, just not necessarily on my own stuff, but. Yeah, I think going forward is going to be a lot more writing. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm seeing things that, you know, like every time we put out a release or a record, I, I notice things that like that are strong and that are weak. And the, and the things that I see that happened, you know, that were weak or that didn't meet my expectations with the release. I'm like, you know, obviously I'm going to I'm going to remedy this and I'm going to fix this for the next release. So it, it kind of, you know, I do get stoked about the next time because I'll be like, oh, this worked really well. This didn't work super well. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to figure out the best way to mark this product that's kind of taking shape at all times, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very like, you know, there's just been so with us, it's been like, we've just kind of been, I've just been writing as much as possible. Yeah. And it's really weird just because it's like, it feels like there's nothing else we can do at this point. Cause right, right, like, right. we had the product that we were working on, but it's like, right. you can't market it if you don't have the product behind it. Right, so right, like, right. Sitting there like, uh, yeah, what do we do. I, I think writing yeah. as much as possible is a super, super strong move right now. Um, and if you can do it and you can do it like well and like and you're and you're and you're making like, good strides in that, like I think that's awesome because like you'll you'll just have like a bunch of ammo for that. You know, like when when like things are like you know it's the, when the when the gears start turning, you'll just you'll have like yeah. a bunch of songs and like and that way like also like for your next record or something. You know, let, let's say you write ten songs. You know, and and during this quarantine time. And like three of them really like really crush it, and like and then then basically like you you that way you'll have like the you can do like a B sides album, you can do any kinds of you know, and you could pick the your favorite ones that you wrote and put them on like your, your next record, you know. So yeah, exactly, and also just the fact that like I feel like writing more helps me get better at writing, just because I oh yeah I yeah, think yeah about it like like I've only started writing songs maybe a year or two ago, so oh, I've shit. still I've still oh. got a long way to go to be a good songwriter so i'm just trying to write as much as possible like the way the way i've been writing songs in quarantine is very different than how i've been writing songs a while before and i feel like because of that it's a lot better yeah yeah definitely like practice makes perfect i think in every regard i think the biggest thing that like when it comes to like songwriting for me is that i mean everybody gets ideas like when when they're songwriting or at least when they're trying but like for me like the thing that I feel like I'm making growth as a songwriter it will be, um, you know, which ideas I settle on. Because the thing is, I'm always coming, ideas are coming to me. I'm saying blah, 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 whatever. I'm trying to write the song. I'm like humming it along. And there's a bunch of ideas that are just, that just straight up don't work. But I think like a, a, a telltale sign of a good songwriter is someone that, you know, hears the good idea when they hum it and they, they write that down instead of like settling on something that, that, that before, you know, like you start to kind of, you know, come up with these, these little devices and whatnot. So. Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean by that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. 
just got to get the right thing that fits. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because again, everybody has like you know a range of ideas from good to bad, but it's just it's just picking which one that popped up in your head. You know that you know, and and the the good ones will come more frequently as you write a lot. But you know, in the beginning, you're going to get good ideas and bad ideas, and you just need you know kind of be able to distinguish which ones you want to you know immortalize on paper and on recording, and which ones you can be like, all right, nobody needs to hear that. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of kind of progressing as much as possible. Yeah, with all exactly. the time got. Yeah, but, right. Um, anyway, that's all of the questions we've got. So, do you want to do some self promotion now, and then we'll wrap it up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, my name is Cody, and I play in a band called Millington. We are a ska punk band. Also, uh, the subgenre could be considered brass emo. Um, <laughs> we just put out a record uh, in April called Beatdown Generation. Hell yeah. Um, and we're going to be doing a vinyl release of that in oh, the coming months um, as a split yes. with our first EP. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, if anyone hasn't heard Beatdown Generation or any of our music, uh, I would suggest that you check out Millington. Listen uh, to it right now. Right, right, yeah, right, stat, now. right, 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 hot now, right now. Um, Do it. And I, <laughs> and I really appreciate you guys for uh, having me on here. It's it's awesome talking Hi. to you and. It's good to hear, you know, human voices. I mean, obviously, we're, we can't all be in the same room, but it's good to at least have this kind of uh, interaction, yeah. you know? Thanks yeah, for coming yeah, on. Of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for Legend yeah. of Podcast Podcast. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I'm going to call it that every time. But yeah. I know everyone, you are. Everyone listening across, across the nation, uh, please say goodbye to Craig. Out loud. Wait, tw- bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Craig.